Welcome to the Restored and Remarried podcast with Gil and Brenda Stewart. Gil and Brenda are internationally known marriage experts who specialize in remarriage and the step family. The Stewarts offer valuable principles that can improve your relationship satisfaction with the love of your life. Here they are, coach and counselors, authors and speakers, Gil and Brenda Stewart. Hey, hey, welcome back. Good to hear your voices out there as you are driving. I can hear you breathing. Keep your hands on the wheel. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. Especially in the traffic jam going to work. Okay, well, hey, this is Gil and Brenda Stewart. Welcome back to Restored and Remarried and all that jazz. Talking about long-term relationships where people want to love well, listen well, communicate, connecticate well. And as we always say, hey, we want to make sure we got two okay, what are you doing over there? Uh, now I've totally lost my thought. <laughs> we want to pass on tools, tips, and tingles. I was tingling you. Yes, you were. <laughs> mm, boy. So today the episode's title is one plus one equals three. And yes, I am not a mathematician. Yeah, so, say what's wrong with that. Yeah, what's no, wrong sure. with that? What I is didn't that? do one, well in math. Yeah, math was not my thing. But in, in, <laughs> in relationships, one plus one equals three. So let's talk about that a little bit. Well, I think uh, through the years, all the couples that we've worked with and, you know, you have the coach and the counselor in the room as we're working with couples. And it's just been so cool to see couples when they have that aha moment that instead of oh hell yeah yeah yeah, it's just been so cool and we've you know through the years we've cried with people we've laughed with people and it just it just brings me so much joy when i see that aha moment that a couple gets together of how they can strengthen their relationship how they can move forward in a positive way that and it's amazing how when the marriage gets stronger and positive it's a direct uh, effect on the kids. Yeah. The kids pick up on that. Well, and I think recently we were working with a client who uh, was really appreciative of what was happening in the room because they said that when they were looking for a coach or a counselor, that one of the factors they were looking for is, is that, you know, that they were in the game. They had some skin in the game, not just mm-hmm. sitting back taking notes, but were really invested. So I like the fact that you were just saying that we enjoy that aha moment as well as the couple themselves. Yeah, so on that note, this is just a total sidebar, but uh, as you guys listen to our podcast, it would be such an honor and a blessing to us if you could contact us and say, hey, what you said the other day, this is how I applied it. And I think I think we could handle that if you said, hey, this is what you shared the other day and I think you're crazy, that maybe we could handle that. Yeah, because a Q&A would be actually good. If you think we're crazy, that's fine because we probably are. <laughs> yeah. You know, we probably are because we're still relationships, growing we're still and growing. learning. And, but even back yeah. to like when we, and the, the thing that, that uh, picking up terms when we were talking in the, the other two episodes about catchphrases and so forth, when couples send us, hey, we came up with a catchphrase of our own, then we feel like, hey, now that we're getting somewhere because people are starting to put to use some of these tools, tips, and tingles at their own discretion for their own relationship. Yeah, and they're taking it to the next level that they need for their relationship. And that, and that is just awesome. I mean, yeah, that's that's our goal is to be able to equip you so you can create these things yourself and impact your own marriage without us. But that also hits me if the equation of one plus one equals three, then one times one equals one. <laughs> and your point. Isn't that profound? <laughs> I, 
I didn't well, do well in math. In, <laughs> in the counseling world, there's this term called intersubjectivity. Hmm. And it kind of sounds like something from the twilight zone or something, but it's not weird. Intersubjectivity. Let me, let's talk about this. In any relationship, whether it's a coworker, your kid, your mom, your dad, your dog, your cat, your goldfish, I don't know. But if it's your spouse, this is kind of what we're talking about, is, is that that person and yourself actually creates an intersubjective third person, which is the relationship. Mm. The relationship takes on a personality of its own. And that relationship can really be soaring high or it could be down in the trenches because of what I'm bringing to it and what you're bringing to it. There creates this inner subjectivity because we're subjective people. Hmm. Rather than being objective and kind of going, hey, this is great. Isn't that wonderful? You just called me an ugly idiot. And yeah. you too are kind of really cute in your own way of being stupid. Yeah. But <laughs> that really doesn't do anything. That's subjective. Hmm. But what happens if that subjectivity starts to really start working at making the relationship the key, not you, not me, but us. Ah, the us factor. The us factor is the un the inner subjectivity because if I'm so busy protecting myself from you, we don't get an us. We don't get that inner subjectivity that brings satisfaction to us. We don't get agreement. We don't get the power that the relationship really could have. That is powerful. Yeah, and I think anything less than that. That actually makes me just... feel tingly when, when 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 that's going on between you and I is like. You know, actually, when there's that deep connection and intimacy, I think it's actually better than sex. I would agree. I think it's better I, than I sex. I think you're right. I mean, the sex yeah. is really, I like it, but we'll talk about that keep later. Keep this PG. Well, yeah. we'll keep this PG. You know, today is, yes. So, so there you go. So taking the counselor's perspective, which sometimes it's like, okay, that's a big word. I like to get it down to the nitty gritty of how do we apply that to our daily life and our relationship now? So... As we work with couples, it's been so cool to, to in, introduce this and to be able to say, okay, we're going to name your marriage. We want you to name your marriage. And people are looking at us like, what? So here's how we set it up. So typically it happens when the couple that we're either coaching or counseling uh, are in a place of adversity. I mean, things are not going, it's mm -hmm. heated. Sure. And their emotions are on the edge and it's, it's tight. So I says, hold on, turn the page, different story. I'm going to do something really different. And basically we change the environment and ask them this question. When was a time in your relationship early on or later on or whatever, where it was just fabulous, it was fun, you were laughing, you were connecting. What was the place? What was the time? What was the name? Where were you? You know, give it, give it, give it some context. Be totally subjective of what was going on between the two of you. Where were you when that was really going on? And if you can, Make sure that it brings laughter to your face, that it's whimsical, and it actually makes you burst out laughing. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to share some of the names. The reason why we do all that before you share all the names is, is that when you're in those tight spots and you say this name, you look at each other, and instead of being rah, 
I'm ticked at you. You kind of go, hold on a second. That was a beautiful moment. And you start laughing. Even in the hardest of times, most couples, when they say their name of what they name their marriage, usually helps change the, the momentum of the conversation. Right. So, for example, one of the first couples we worked with, uh, we just ended up naming the default name of their marriage as Fred. <laughs> so, How you so, doing, Fred? So when they come in to see us, we say, so how's Fred doing? And they know that we're asking, how's, how's the, marriage? the marriage? And sometimes, you know, when couples come in, their Fred is in the emergency room or that Fred's in ICU. And as we continue to give them tools and work through their relationship, how's Fred now? Well, Fred's on bed rest right now. Okay, good, good. So he's getting stronger. He's getting better. And little by little, so how's Fred this week? How's Fred going? And they've realized that, like you were saying, Gil, in the middle of a conflict, they can stop for a moment and somebody, doesn't matter who, somebody says, how's Fred doing at this very moment? Yeah. And is Fred hurting? What do we, because we're both contributing to Fred's well-being. Right, and in our perspective... Is, is that we're watching the couple work at conditions and circumstances and the health of Fred because they came to the situation wanting Fred to be able to run a marathon or climb a mountain or surf on, you know, a 10-foot wave or, you know, something to, that's significant to them. They want this thing to thrive. And so when they get Fred to that place... How exciting, not only for mm -hmm. them, but we get to sit back and enjoy all the hard work they've put in. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. And to have that, to be able to name that. So some of the other names that people have named <laughs> there, uh, I always thought it had to be a person's name, but oh no, we've got creative people. Yeah, we've got very creative <laughs> One people. One couple, uh, the name of their marriage is Iris. Which is a flower. Yeah, so some, that's significant, significant to, to them. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, apple martini. That was apparently as soon as the couple said that to each other, they just started busting. It's like, okay, we don't need to know. But, <laughs> but, but when they named it, the moment before they were arguing yeah. in session. Yeah, oh, they I mean, were. It was not going yeah, well. No, <laughs> no. Um, somebody. We live in the Pacific Northwest, so somebody named their marriage Mount Hood. Mount Hood, because yeah. that was important to them. Uh, and some, remember, yeah. Mount Hood. Even though it's got, the, if you've lived, if you've seen pictures of Mount Hood, it's mm -hmm. got this beautiful little peak. But it is an active volcano. If it were to blow off, so if Mount Hood has a bulge in it. That means that that mountain is not being beautiful. It's being yeah. dangerous. So that yeah. condition of the mountain is important. Yeah, definitely. Uh, another one was somebody called their marriage a beachfront because there was something significant that happened. Yes, very romantic. Um, the seventh. I don't know. Maybe a seventh inning stretch. I don't know. Seventh but... inning stretch. <laughs> maybe they're big baseball Take me fans. Out to the ball game. <laughs> but you know what? It's irrelevant to us because it doesn't really matter. It's what's important to, to them. you and to, to them. them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ooh, somebody named their sitting bull. Ooh, ooh baby. I don't know. That... Maybe they were truly coming up on Custer's last stand. <laughs> I, I don't know. But sitting bull, that was a pretty ominous one. They were they were really fighting through it. But sitting bull, for some reason, was significant to yeah. them. So anyway, it's just, a once again, kind of that whimsical way, if you can name your marriage. I mean, our marriage, we have actually a marriage mascot. Oh, which, boy. Now, this is getting this is... This is a little edgy here. <laughs> It is? Yeah, because we have a squirrel shrine in our restroom. <laughs> because <laughs> our, our marriage mascot, because everybody has one, right, is a squirrel because um, one of our 
couple, first few I, dates, I we went to see a movie, and there was a funny squirrel in it, and it just we just laughed so hard. And ever since then, now whenever we travel around the world, we see who can find the squirrel first in like a little gift shop. Yeah, so that's yeah. how the squirrel shrine, you know, has become. So if anybody ever comes to our house and say, "Hey, you know, that's a secret room, the squirrel shrine," you know, yeah. it means a lot because. You know, all the travels, all the experiences we've had, we can go back and go, oh, remember when we got that squirrel? That was so fun. And squirrels are hard to find. They're not like frogs or bunny rabbits. I mean, so anyway. It's building it connections. It it's, and it's totally building, about building the connections in history. In history. Because yeah. we, we want history. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. as time passes on. That's what makes that inner subjectivity stronger. Yes. It's those little things that build up into cables of connections. And we need those, especially, I mean, this is, and something like this is for any marriage. It's not just remarriage, but I think especially in a remarriage, because we have so much vying for our time and attention, especially if we still have kids in the home, that how can we continue to protect our marriage and be whimsical about it and fun and yeah. and, and build those connections are so important. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Intersubjectivity. So wrapping up, intersubjectivity is really, I mean, what was the default name for naming a marriage was Fred. Mm -hmm. But if mm -hmm. you think about it out there in podcast land, if you were to name your relationship something that was funny, that brought laughter to your two faces in mm -hmm. moments when things were tense, what would that be? Think about it for a few minutes and then share this concept with your beloved, your spouse, and say, hey, let's name our marriage so that we can take care of it, we can strengthen it, we can see it grow, we can make it beautiful, because that inner subjectivity is what we bring to us. And when you're feeling a little low, and maybe on your side of the equation, your side of the equation is kind of sad or depressed or kind of worn out and weary, that's when we can come together and say, hey, I want to take care of Fred. How can I help you? Because mm -hmm. for the sake of Fred, then we start working and helping one another. We're protecting one another in that inner subjectivity. So I think that's my hope is that that is the takeaway as, as we kind of wrap up today's well, session. I think it's really important to, real, to name the marriage when you're not in the middle of a conflict. <laughs> That'd be... That'd be because, yeah, you might come up with some names. That like Sitting Bull. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're going to so kick your hiney. I would suggest that's good, good date night material because on date nights, you know, you're not supposed to talk about all the heavy-duty stuff what, what, all the what, time. What are we not supposed to do? Are we going to do Brenda's, Brenda's date, date rules? Date okay, rules. Brenda's date rules. Lay it on them. Okay. When you go on a date because you do date. You do right, date. Yeah. We're assuming you date. Oh, don't assume. If well, you're not dating, if you're listening to this we'll and you're and not dating, you. we'll come find you and Brenda's going to kick your hiney. <laughs> so when you go on a date, okay, tell you us the cannot date talk about the kids. Okay. Okay. Uh, money. Okay. The in-laws. Uh-huh. The ex-laws. The ex-laws. The outlaws. The outlaws. Um, the job. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, so what else So what's left there? to talk about? Well, name your marriage. Okay. And we're going to be sharing a lot of other fun things you can talk about on a date because it's amazing when you go out to dinner nowadays and you just look around at the other couples, you know, in a restaurant, how many of them are not taking care of Fred because they're on their phone. They're not even looking at not, each other. Yeah. yeah. Don't not, be one of those couples, please. Don't do that. 
Yeah, yeah. Be out there with it. <laughs> Be out there with what? <laughs> the fact that you love each other. Yeah. That you care for each other. Yeah. That's why you went out to dinner in case you just didn't have anything in the yeah. refrigerator. Well, and it gets back to a podcast we did a while ago about, you know, what does a great marriage look like? Talk about that. I know it's Oh, seems, the acronym idea. Sounds really simple, but yeah, make an acronym of the word great. What does a great marriage look like? What does a fun marriage look like? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could go on and on. I know some of this may sound kind of hokey, but it's about building connection with each other. So Brenda's date rules yeah. are... Not maintenance talk, but heart talk. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And guys can do that because guys have hearts, right? Uh, Yeah, most of them do. Yeah. (laughs) Some of them might be kind of cold as ice, but if you start warming them up, they're pretty nice guys. That's probably why you married them, right? I would hope so. I see. Go back. What else you got? I think, well, as we wrap this up, you know, and I've said this before over and over, the best gift we can give our kids is a strong marriage because a lot of times, especially if kids are coming out of divorce and they see the previous marriage and that's their only experience of marriage, that in their little minds, they might be thinking, well, okay, this is what happens. You get married and you get divorced. That's just my experience. So in this new relationship that mom and dad have, it's just going to be a matter of time before they divorce because that's what I know. So this is where we need to buck the system and really show them what a healthy marriage looks like and that you're in it for the long haul. And when things get tough, because they do, you love each other enough to work through it and communicate through it. You're taking care of Fred. Absolutely. Because if you ain't got the marriage... You ain't got nothing. You've been listening to Gil and Brenda Stewart with the Restored and Remarried Podcast. If you enjoyed today's time together, share it with a friend. And be sure to sign up for Gil and Brenda's free newsletter, subscribe to upcoming podcasts, and learn where they're speaking. It's all on their website, restoredandremarried.com. Connect on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and hashtag restoredandremarried. Plus, they offer one-on-one couples coaching with amazing results. Join the Stewarts next time as they provide more tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Remember, if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing.